worth it for me to live average and die perfect only the lord knows my soul's purpose i don't even know what spiritual god is really working but i'm i'm tired of running i'm tired of life i'm losing sleep too many like to welcome you guys back to the motherfucking high coast podcast i go by sosa godfrey yeah it's move babe the sound man is in the back. He has no name but sound man. No name but sound man. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, niggas. We're back. It's just the two of us this time. Yeah. Another episode of High Codes. We got a friend in the building. Yeah, my good man. man. Good, good, good man. man. From way back when, my homie Scuba Steve is here. Yeah, yeah. OG in the game. If you know him, you know what's up. Scuba Steve. Um, say hello to the people. What's going on, man? It's your boy Steve, man. Just uh, got back from Ghana a few weeks ago, man. It's good being back home, you know. Came out here to support my brothers, man. Got a couple of shirts. I uh, got a shirt and um and a hat, you know. Had to support the brothers. Yeah, get you get you some hazy thoughts, get you man. Get you some high coat shit. There's a lot of stuff out here. No, yeah. Them hazy thoughts are just gonna be very Yeah. Um well, I, f- I feel like well I said I just did that whole thing about just getting two of us, but it's not the two of us, but it's still basically the two of us. Um but since Scoop is here, I feel like we haven't just kicked it and just talked for a while. Yeah. So what's 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 on your mind? Not really too much on my mind. I feel a sense of relief. Yesterday you were talking about like your soul has been less heavy, and my soul has been far, far less heavy since we did that episode. So shout out to Kip one more time. Oh yeah, I know. yeah. We did an episode on mental therapy. Okay. We sort of bared our souls right here. Some tears were shed. So um, yeah, man, it was, it was kind of intense. It was like a really good therapeutic session, and I feel like sharing that with the world was good for. Mm-hmm. Us know. and the world yeah. And making things much better going forward But uh, how you been living, Steve? You coming back from Ghana How's Ghana? How, man, how, Ghana? How's the motherland? Man, it's hot over there, man But it's still <laughs> love, man You know, it is hot. it's the vibe over there, man It's, it's a nice vibe yeah. You know um, Got business going on out there, man You know, Gadget Works, Ghana Limited, man You know okay, Plug yourself, talk yeah, about you it, know, talk about it We sell um, phones, TVs, computers, man All types of electronics, man Plus, you know, the accessories, man Phone cases, screen protectors, and stuff like that So, yeah, if you're ever in Ghana Round Tema area C25, man, come through, man. Come and show okay. some support, you know. Get your monies up. <laughs> if you're in Tema, yeah. drop by. Get you, yeah. get, you some, get you some nice gadgets for your phone. Oh, yeah. Um, How's just life outside of, you know, work and business? How's culture in Ghana? How's... I mean, it's cool, man. It's cool. You, for people who don't know, you live, you born in America. You lived here for... Majority of my life, yeah. Your whole life. Uh-huh. Not majority. Yeah. Your whole, <laughs> your whole life. life, yeah. And then yeah. you were, what, 24? Yeah. And you I was just... 24 when I uh, moved to Ghana. Yeah. It was right after I finished school. Then um, I've been out there three years, man. I'm loving it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so how has that sort of cultural, cultural exchange been? I mean, your, your parents, one of your parents is from Ghana, but... Yeah. How yeah. is that still? I mean, it's still I mean, it, it's been a bit different, you know. It's been, a, it's definitely uh, took some adjusting, you know. But, <laughs> but you know, I still, uh, you know, made it through, man. And I just, I focus on the good parts of Ghana, you know, while I'm out there. Um, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, 
other than family and friends, like I was saying earlier, man, like the things that I miss is just the varieties of foods over there in Ghana. It's like rice, rice, rice. But you know, over here you got Jamaican one night, soul food next night, you know, Mexican the, the night after that, you know. So that's what I miss. That's one thing that I miss. And also the entertainment side, maybe like concerts and just the club scenes. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little bit better out here, but still, it's still love out in Ghana, for real. I respect it. Yeah. Um, what's your biggest goal? I like how you say you only focus on the good part. So, like, what is your biggest goal for somebody? Because you seem like you have goals. So, like, you have a goal for Ghana. Because you, every time you come here, and you just sort of talk about it, you always talk about, like, yo, come to Ghana. It's so much yeah. to do. Or something. Like, do you have, like, sort of a goal for, like, you, how you want the world to see Ghana? Yeah, definitely. You know, I want to make a, um, a positive impact in Ghana, man. I'm not going to lie. When I was a bit younger, it was all about the money, man, but you get to a point in life, man, you, it, it gotta be more than that, you know, so I started looking for that 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 new thing that would, you know, keep me motivated, keep me going, and, you know, I realized I can make an impact, you know, um, the customer service is not the best over there in Ghana, man, so that's in the plans to, you know, kind of help improve that, and I believe I, I got a couple ideas that can do that, so, you know, that'll be definitely in the future plans, but Right now, I got to get this gadget shop going, you know. Just started it in February, man, but it's thriving, man, and, you know, just keep it going. Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. you that. Um, but, like, just to add on to that question, not just going to, like, Africa. So, like, when you home, do you, like, do you travel throughout or you just stay in Ghana? Um, I just stay in Ghana. Like, uh, I was invited to Togo. Togo is right next to Ghana. Um I just haven't been able to make that move, man. It's just right now, the focus is just the business. Mm-hmm. After that, man, then I can start <laughs> thinking about traveling a little more. But for right now, we just got to get this business up and running, man. It's solid. So, you know, that's what I'm working on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of business move, you sold, oh, I guess we sold, sold some hoodies this weekend. How do you think this weekend went? What, give, give us a recap of what you think we did at the Black Creative Showcase. What, how, what do you think? Well, well, first of all, shout out to our good man Gabe. And shout out to Gutter Gabe. You know what I'm saying? Because this is the second year he's invited us out and shown love. And this is this always gotten bigger. You know what I'm saying? It be lit, but it's always gotten bigger as well. You know what I'm saying? Some good men came through. Shout out to Nick. Sick Nick and the creatives, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Shout out to us, um, uh, the guy I met who was standing next to us, successful. Uh, fuck, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. That's how you know I smoke too much weed. Yeah. But I'm the, telling you, man. I'm not going to lie. When I was talking to this, man, I said, like, hey, man. <laughs> and then um, he was in the building as well. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, um, but it was but, a lot but, of different. Oh, starving artist was in the building. Starving artist. You know what I'm saying the shit will come to me as you know as I'm thinking. Shit mm-hmm. was just. And then, um, yeah, it was a lot of good people in there. It was a lot of good vibes. Yeah, facts. But for us personally, yeah. I think we did well though. Like I think we all had like a certain amount that we thought we was gonna walk away with, and then. Shout out to Katie, good man came in and dropped the amount that I thought we was going. Yeah, it was funny. At one so point, me right. and Mook were sitting next to each other. We were like, "This was before the purchase had came." This, and then I was like, "Man, if yeah, we sell one or two more things, mm-hmm. we would have hit sort of what we thought." And then yeah. someone came through about like five things. It was like, "Hey, you know, we super good." And then <laughs> shout out the homie E. 
Yeah, he came through. He came through and cop something. Uh-huh. And you know, just shout out to everybody who's been supporting, cause you know, yeah, fuck we, with the support. Like y'all do it for y'all. Y'all fuck with us. We do it for y'all. And like the more y'all support us and let us know that it's just like we doing something right for one too. Y'all like the gifts, so we gonna continue to bring y'all more, more, more good ideas. You know what I'm saying? This line was exclusively brought to you by Sound Man. The great yeah. sound man. The great yeah, sound man definitely got his jiggy on and made you, know you guys some very fly he shit. Turned into an artist because he was kirking on niggas. So if you, you guys, if you guys, <laughs> if you guys really appreciate the hoodies, <laughs> yeah. really appreciate some of the designs you saw. Maybe on some new joint might be more of a collab, but this one is strictly this one is strictly the sound man matic James okay. Hughes exclusive. Okay. So let's get the boy a round of applause one time. He really did it big, and you uh-huh. know, we we give him a lot of shit from time to time. We make his life quite hectic, but you know, he but really does come right through. He be right a lot of times, bro. He's a little a little angry sometimes. Don't yeah, get it twisted. He be right. But he be right a lot of times. We're working too, on his so, communication you know, skills, mainly by you know we're trying to get it better. That's been hindered by if, them. If you've been hindered by his <laughs> communication skills, don't worry. We're trying to we're trying to do it. So we're getting better as a whole. As a whole, yes, as men, as men, as men, as men, as men. It's just getting bit. better. Yeah, um, What else is popping in the world now? Uh, shit. How was something with... Oh, our Basil. All right, yeah. so um, our Basil's coming up next. Um, there's... Oh, we're going to be there, too. So if you happen to be at Art Basil during the weekends, uh, during the week of December 6th through 9th, um, we will be at a secret location at a pop-up in showcase. Miami. Part of the Hot Box, yeah. Hot Box TV um, showcase. So you know we're gonna get out more information to you guys in the coming weeks. But you know, hey, we're in more Miami for our battles. This will be what year three? Yes, sir. Number year three in a row that the Ism Hazy Thoughts crew will be down in Miami for our battles. So hey, come through Winwood. You, you should see us. You, the gear will be on, so shouldn't be hard to miss. But uh, gear will stand be on. Yeah, catch us down there. Um, what are some do's and don'ts for Art Basel as a someone who's been there for three years in a row? I think it's, it's good enough time to talk about it or talk about what we um, the first, what you can expect. The first year I realized that um, if you don't start drinking before you brush your teeth, your day drinking will go wrong. I mentioned this yesterday. Explain that theory. My theory is because it's just like all right, when like you just completely you you completely started your day before drinking. So it's just like, and then I did that with Miami one day. Like y'all niggas woke up, started rolling up and drinking. I woke up late, so I just like, oh, let me get in the shower right quick. Got in the shower, tried to join y'all, and by the time we left. I was fucked up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to rush. But it's just like, if you wake up and just start drinking and rolling up, it's just like, hey, I I'm would, at a nice pace now. I would you know say you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. That that would be my first point. And that's my point. I would, I would say my second point would be that... By the time we take showers, it's like 1230. Yeah, by the time you start brushing your teeth and showering and doing all that stuff, you sh- you need to be drunk. Or you need to be high because mm-hmm. if you're not, then you're your body—I wouldn't even say you're playing catch but I would say that your body is in a different state. Mm-hmm. If you wake up and you sort of make your body sort That's of drunk, saying. your body will will function through drunkness. Drunk. Yeah, and you're probably gonna wake up drunk anyway. 
Yeah, but the thing is that you need to reboot it because mm-hmm. sleep is the ultimate. Sleep water and getting the toxin out is the ultimate game changer. Mm-hmm. So this my this would be my this would be how I say play Miami. It all depends when you're getting that arm basil. Personally, I've learned that Thursday you need to get there on Thursday. You need to get there on Thursday. If you're going to just do the weekend, if you're going to do the whole event, you should probably get there on like Tuesday. Like, I would say Monday night, but like Tuesday morning, get there, you know, go around, see some art, do all the actual other shit, you know, galleries, you know, before the masses get done. If you're really trying to do the weekend, you should get there Thursday at some point. Get there Thursday and treat Thursday as a precursor to a weekend. The pregame to the function. The pregame to your weekend. So what I mean by that is that do all the things that you think are sort of, in my opinion, inexpensive. Don't really cost you any time or any sort of hassle. So if you're like, hey, I want to go see some shit. Like, I want to go go mingle and do some shit that's not really, I don't want to say important, but when I say, like, part of, like, function... I'd say do it that day. Do it on Thursday. Go go to that restaurant you heard about. Go to that that sort of like attraction place you heard or like that landmark. Do all that Thursday because when everybody get down there Friday, it's party time. Like it's really parties on Thursday. Everybody's but you know, you can maneuver through that and be Same. like But the Adidas parties and all that come Friday. All the all the big shit is Friday, Saturday, even into Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So I would say get there Thursday and fill it out. Fill out what you want to do. Hey, say you can get some Monday day shit popping for real if you stay on Monday. That's the kill. But that's the thing about it. The thing is about it's not about a sprint. It's about a marathon. And it's about pacing yourself throughout what you want. Because think about it. It's sort of like the ultimate hipster meets cool kids affair. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's a part of there's a a large part of people who are truly there for the culture, Mm, the the art. You know, to see this place, to see artists, to see things. There's somebody who's been waiting a year to see a specific type of painting. And there's somebody also who's been waiting a year so they can go party and stunt art. Mm-hmm. So you have to take both of these th- two things into account when dealing with Art Basel. Mm-hmm. I would also say that the, there's a great lie by Don Kennedy. Money gets you into the club, the list doesn't. Mm-hmm. Everything at this point is now about to be like fake more than it should be. If you go to Miami on a regular night and you thought, oh shit, it costs let's say you thought it cost twenty seven hundred for something, for a table or something, add like five hundred to a stack on that. Mm-hmm. Because that's just the type of weekend because there's more people here, there's more people in the play. I was gonna say like four four thousand off bucks. Well then that's thirty seven hundred so that's four thousand. Yeah. So <laughs> I think you just have to take stack all those things gonna be like how much for another bottle like three hundred there you go, you're right. Gratuity, all that. Mm-hmm. So you gotta take all these things into account when dealing with our basil. So I would say, also really be able to play in your pay, in your pay range. Like sometimes dropping dropping the three bands is not necessary. Not because it's not gonna be a good night, but just that you can do fifteen hundred and have a just a better night or just as good as a night, if not a better night. Mm-hmm. So I think. If you were to do that, go for it. Because sometimes to people, names and sort of location matters. But if I think if you're strictly looking for ideal and maximum fun, 
it's all about knowing what you came down there for. Mm-hmm. So if you came down to there, to this chill, is Miami, not to not just to, not to forget. Exactly, and that's you the thing about it. Like it's not Mike, just Arbaz and Winwood. It's truly South Beach. It's mm-hmm. truly like getting caught up in all what Miami has to offer. I would say, also respect the fact that you're in a. You're not just like why you say you're in Miami. This is not just a regular Miami weekend, in my opinion. I've been to Miami on a few other weekends just throughout the year. And this weekend is different because of how many people are going to come into this place and how many people are going to come in here with so many different motives. Like, there's people who are coming there to like I like like we keep talking about the art, you know, to do really things of like their career, um, to get people to know who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's truly people who are coming out there to have the time of their life. And you have to take and I and I and I always want to make that distinction because when these people cross paths, it's going to become this is how you're going to get your stories. Yeah. Like this is how we I like to talk about do it for the story. Mm-hmm. Like all the stories that you are about to encompass. We've been and, trying uh, to get people to adopt that ideology for a long time. If now. you ask what doing it for the story means, this is what it means right here. Mm-hmm. It means that Thank you, you for just doing that because I was standing about to tell you to explain. It, it means it means putting maximum effort into cultivating your most epic story. Now how, what I mean by that is that listen, and sometimes you don't even have to put more, put forth any effort, effort to get a great story. It's always about because when the chick was pissing outside of the car with me and Charles, we put forth no, no effort, effort for right. that story. That's a good point. That's, <laughs> a, good, that's a good point. Actually, to make. That whole episode, we put literally no effort towards besides going to Mike's house. That's a good point. Very good point. I would say, for example, top three nights ever is Scooby Steve can attest to this. Mm-hmm. In my in the Nissan. Oh wow! Oh hell yeah! Nine people in the car. Cynthia <laughs> driving driving yeah. to own in Maryland to TP the house. Oh yeah, yeah that was wild. Bro. So and that's the thing about stories like <laughs> that was wild. all stories sort of come with layers. Yeah. Like every weekend is a story in itself, in my opinion. Every night you go out is a story in itself. How you maximize the story all depends on what you're willing and not willing to do. Now let me go through. I don't know how many times I've told this story. I've probably told this story to more people who, who would listen, who would, and then who would want to listen to. But I like telling the story. Top three nights ever. She was, was on house arrest. It was a once. Yeah. It was one night we went out. <laughs> Scuba Steve was there. My cousin Boy was there. Um, shout out to my good man Curtis Langley, wherever you are at. Okay, you man, at. man, where you at? He was man. there. Marky P, my best friend, was there. Um, my ex girlfriend was there, and her friend was there. Um, shout out to Claire. Shout out to Krista. Um, we went through. We went to a house party in Montgomery County first. Um, it was a house party. It was a chill night. Mm-hmm. The house party got shut down, and we decided, hey, we're gonna leave. Yeah. <laughs> now we came with two cars at one point. Mm-hmm. The person who came with us was like, "Fuck this, I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm not dealing with this no more. I'm going back home. Going right. to Peachy." We're like, "Okay, well, you know, we can't." It's a summer night. Yeah. We got all this night. We drove all the way to yeah. Boca. We got to keep the night going, right? Yeah, of course. Curtis Lampkin has a friend. His his friend, his girl, not his girl, but the girl he's been talking to, she invited us to this party. So she says, hey, you know, can me and my friend come with you guys? Yeah. Now, I'm 17 and I'm a dumbass and I don't <laughs> really care. I'm like, hey, fuck it. Why not? Tell us what yeah. Let's go. 
Everybody's like, Charles, how we gonna, how we, how we gonna fit? I'm like, we just, we'll just, we'll just squeeze in, lap up, lap up, right. lap up. Oh yeah. So, uh, anyways. <laughs> so at this point, it becomes nine people uh-huh. and a five person at most, but you can maybe get six people in there. Yeah. Like, if we, the people are skinny niggas, if, if the skinny, if the people are skinny, you can get six people right. in that joint comfortably. Right. But we have nine. We have me driving at this point. We Nine have two people, people in the, the passenger front. seat, yeah. Scuba Steve and a young lady. Yeah. And we have six people in the back. That is Lloyd, Curtis, P. P, P. Kristen, Claire, and Curtis's friend. Yeah. His lady, black lady friend. Yeah. Her, I remind you, there's two girls. One is black, one is like white, makes Spanish. Yeah, whatever. Latina. I, I, whatever. Yeah. So we drive from this one part of MoCo Uh to Howard because this was supposed to be the destination. There was supposed to be a party at Howard that we were going to we're going to get into. We're going to party, and it was going to be a good night. Mm -hmm. We get to Howard, and I think we school Steve. We did actually. We made it to a house party. party. We made it to some party in there. We made it to a house party. We go into a party, go into a basement, we party, that's chill, you know. (laughs) Once again, party gets shut down. Yeah. Second party in a row that has got shut down. Now, I remind you, we have traveled now from good old Prince George's County to MoCo Mm -hmm. and now into D.C. (laughs) So now we're by like Rhode Island or whatnot. And da da da. Mm-hmm. So the party gets shut down, and these niggas are having a good old jolly time outside. Like right. they're decide, they're deciding they're gonna jump on cars. They're going to be like, they're having it's it. Wild, yeah. They're just wilding outside. Mm-hmm. So at this point, maybe it's like maybe close to two ish or right around two ish. Yeah. And this girl is like, hey, you know, could you drop me off at the metro station? Of course, why not? And then maybe, you know, we're waiting, you know, everyone's trying to find people. You know, like I said, it's nine of us at this point. Right. We're not all together. Me and Scuba Steve are with some people. Yeah. Um, Curtis, oh, Lloyd, it's, it's everyone is sort of with their own people who right. that doing their own sort of thing. Right. So then, you know, we finally, the girl's like, well, you know what? It's kind of late. Um, I'm not going to be able to make it to the Metro in time. And then I, do you mind just taking us home? Mm-hmm. We'll give you gas money. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, sure, why not? You know, I'm like, I don't really care at this point. I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter. Curtis is like, yeah, you know, Charles, you know, cool, whatever. Can you do it? I'm like, yeah, of course, course, Curtis, I do it. You know, you know, Shawnee, no issue. Yeah. She lives in only fucking Maryland. (laughs) Like, she doesn't live in, like, just, like, Silver Spring or, like, we, no. She lives in only fucking Maryland. (laughs) <laughs> so we get to drive so at one point yeah, I didn't so we get to drive no, no, listen, <laughs> right. you know I've been to Oni before but she's like you know it's not that far I'm like mm, you know I'm like you know I'm just yeah. thinking whatever it's just Oni so we're driving and <laughs> it's like wow we're driving yeah. and, we're, and we're still driving yeah. and we are cool. and we finally get to this joint yeah. like after like another like I'm thinking it's gonna be maybe like 15, 20. It was like so. What time is it around? Like probably one. It's 30, probably right? no. It's probably Two. like closer to three at three? this point. It is dead ass. Is it that late? <laughs> God, man, I don't it's that. dead ass close to like three at this point. <laughs> like I'm talking like two thirty, forty five. Yeah. Like uh-huh. damn. So damn, at this point we're like late. fuck. So uh-huh. we finally dropped Charlie off. 
Mm-hmm. Shawty in our front Walk up to the front I'm chilling in the car da, da, da. <laughs> Waiting for the gas money. Waiting for the gas money Right So I think Curtis walks up there with her And everybody else is sort of chilling back Curtis comes back da, 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 da. You know Curtis You know how Curtis is He's trying to like Not really mm-hmm. say too much He's like And we're just sort of feeling like But yeah what's good with the gas mm-hmm. He's like Yeah you know She said she's sort of like She's not gonna try to She's not really You know she's shot. Hey and we were like so then this chick, Kristen, gets the, why? That was a move, man. So they get to Kirby, right? We going to yeah. go up there. So they all get out the car. <laughs> Me and Lloyd stay in the car. <laughs> the rest of them go. I think we Lloyd and P stay in the car. Yeah. They go, this nigga follows them. Yeah. They go this up, nigga follows they them. Go up there. They go up there to confront them. Mm-hmm. Now, I, apparently, I don't. I wasn't there, so I can't tell you if this happened. Now, I was told that someone said... <laughs> You can top me off, and that that could be an exchange for <laughs> the ride that was. The, I don't know if it was said or not. Please, I don't know who said it or what it was said. I'm telling you, that's what I that's what I heard was maybe said. Oh man, <laughs> that happens. Apparently, the girl gets upset. Fuck you, da Oh, and she's on house arrest yes. as well. So oh, she's supposed one, to be on house arrest. One of the arrest. girls has like an ankle. Monitor, monitor on. Okay, she, she had a curfew. We put it that way. And yeah. she says that it's going off at I think six or eight a.m. Yeah. in the morning. That was another reason why you know, <laughs> please take me home now. You know, and yeah. I'm not. She has this joint on the whole time, like while we're out partying. Like right. the joint is just on her fucking leg. Yeah, like it's yeah. not like you can't see it. Like yeah. you know, we're all looking at it. Uh-huh. So <laughs> she gets the curtain. Fuck you, da da da. Curtain on niggas. I'm like. You know, I'm at this point. I don't. I don't, I can hear, but like I said, I'm at the car, so I don't really know what. So, so I think we said all right, and know, then we we all step. So they all step. They come yeah. back. So we end up going to like the nearest gas station. <laughs> Curtis is like, you know, I'm sorry that uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put gas in your car. So he just buys me gas. Uh-huh. Decides to buy me gas. There's a Seven Eleven across the street though. So me and P going to join, yeah. and we just walking and we talking. We like. Oh, man, she blew this shit out, man. I was like, man, we should fuck her house up. Right. So we asked, they was like, they got any eggs? Because we was like, I feel like maybe a week or two ago or maybe like earlier that, that summer we had threw eggs at someone's house. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Scoops D was with us when we had did yeah. this too. Like, we, was, yeah. we had thrown eggs. I don't know why, but we had thrown eggs at someone's house. So yeah. our whole mindset was like, oh, we're going to get eggs and go back to our house because at this point we was like, yo, we out here. Now it's like 3.30. So we're like, fuck it. Might as well. Mm-hmm. Going to 7-Eleven 7-Eleven gotta have eggs right Ain't got no damn eggs What the fuck So literally say Man Go to the dude at the counter Man what could you do To fuck up somebody's house He said get some toilet paper mm-hmm. You're like what He said yeah, yeah TP <laughs> Shit, Shit. <laughs> Buy two rolls This nigga <laughs> Buys two rolls of the yeah, of like Scott's Scott's like the big nine. pack yeah. yeah so it's like a nine so it's three 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 yeah so he buys two of those mm-hmm. boom take it Dr- 18 rolls of double play yeah <laughs> drive drive back to her house and go for it like run up in the joint <laughs> launching them launching them joints launching them joints boom see a light yeah. boom niggas get to running boom just yeah. know we get running back just know like she there was like a little dip, like sort of like a ditch boom before yeah. it Boom, I fell. Boom. He's like, get up, get up. I was like, oh, fuck. Got up. Boom. Get in the car. Drive off. Boom. Get out of there. So we finally get out. We drive that out. 
at this point, we're getting close to like four, four thirty, mm-hmm. maybe like five ish at this point. So we drive back. I'm like, man, I'm hungry as fuck. We should go to IHOP. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, IHOP twenty four seven. Like that. So there's an IHOP in College Park on uh, route off of Route One, and we we're coming back from Moco, mm-hmm. and it was like, yo, we might as well. So we ride down Route One. I'm like, all right, cool. We ride down Route One all the way, and I'm like, oh shit. One of my best friends lives right here in this like apartment complex. I was like, I'm gonna call her and see if she's up. Mm-hmm. I hit her. She was like, Yeah, I'm up. I was like, All right, cool. You remember when we went to Tierra's house at the end? Yeah, I do remember that. Went yeah. to her house, and then I ended up just jumping in the pool, like skinny yeah. dipping in the pool, because <laughs> it was just like it was like five o'clock at this point. The sun's about just to like, come up. It's yeah. just like yo, nights kind of you know might as well have some more fun. <laughs> so end up. Chilling at her place for like another 30, 45 minutes, mm-hmm. just like fucking around. Mm-hmm. Didn't go to IHOP, end up driving back, getting home at like 6, 6 30. Sun's finally up, mm-hmm. like <laughs> dropping niggas off, like, yeah. all right, y'all, man. <laughs> Went back to Lloyd Foss's house because that's where yeah. the night had host started. Yeah. The night had started at Lloyd Foss's house, everybody uh, just chilling the basement. in the uh, basement, <laughs> cooling, da da da. <laughs> Chilling, yeah. and then we got back to his house at dead ass, like six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. And it was like, all right, y'all, we gotta just sleep, see, mm. see niggas in the morning. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking. That's how you dedicate yourself to a story. <laughs> yeah. Like at one point in the night, respect, man. Need the detail, man. You gotta res- hey respect. At to one, Chucky B at on one that point one, in the story, <laughs> I had dedicated myself to like, listen, we're going to have this is what this is, this is what this night is going to be about. It's going to be about. Having it the fuck up. Yeah. So, like, easily could have went home after we got gas. Yeah, easily could have went home after the first. All right, just, it would have been a good night. You could have mm-hmm. been like, hey, you know, we went to that party, it got shut down. I probably would have had more vivid details because. Yeah. But, but you know, no. Nah. Easily could have went home after the second party. Easily could have been like, nah, I can't take you home, Shawty. Mm-hmm. And that would have been her story. Mm-hmm. Her story would have been the way she got home. <laughs> but we made that part of our story. I made her story mine. Easily could have easily could have took the L of not getting paid for the the gas and been like, hey, that's part of the story. Mm-hmm. But easily could have easily could have not te- easily could have just been like, all right, you know, we're gonna be done with the T. Te- you know, we're not even gonna tee people. We're gonna do something else. We're gonna add, you know, we're gonna be Adam. Easily could have been like, yo, no need to go try to jump in the pool after all this is said and done. So all I'm saying is that the story is all in all what you had decided you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. It could be as miniature as hey, let me not say that. It could be whatever you wanted to be. So whatever you decide that your story is going to be, let that be your story. Like <laughs> let I that be. Imagine what he was originally going. To I was say. just gonna throw shade on a whole bunch of group of people that I don't want to throw shade on because okay. you know that's not my thing no more. I'm trying to be a better positive person. Growth true. in the new growth. In the new year coming, Girl, and I think I'm trying to start early, so I'm not trying to throw pointless shade. Yeah. All shade I'm trying to throw is trying to be well deserved and <laughs> perfectly intended for mm-hmm. people. Amen. I don't like to. Th- I don't want to cast unnecessary aspersions. Is that the word? I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but I'm not trying to cast these things on whole sets of people because I don't feel like that's fair. Mm-hmm. I think I should keep my critiques precise to one set of people or person. I dig it. Because that's where a lot that's where a lot of people's feelings come 
like when people hate certain groups of people, they really just hate a person who sort of represents, and that person represents something that they don't like. So now, they're now they hate all of them. Mm. It's just like no, like it's just that nigga. Or it's just that person, that type of person. Like, you really don't like this type of person, and now you have decided that because you don't I mean, like when him. I, when I say that nigga, it's very broad. Like, it's not yeah, but that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get us to only use that nigga when we're referring to... That nigga? Or them niggas. Okay. Because that's what happens when you just start referring to white people as that nigga. I, I mean, like, I would I would kind of get confused sometimes if, like, people would just refer to me as that nigga, and then it's like, Refer to them as that nigga? Yeah, I'd be okay. like, yeah. Well, like, but if I'm, I'm in the same group as them. But if I'm that nigga, like, and I say that nigga, I'm about to get. So it's just like, I, I get it. Like, don't say it. I'm not telling them they should say it, but I'm just saying, like, I could get understand if you, like, you, you could get confused from time to time. I mean, not me personally, but I could see how somebody. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, did you enjoy your Thanksgiving? I did. I enjoyed my Thanksgiving. It was nice. I was drunk yeah. as hell. <laughs> I was very drunk. Um, I was with my girl. We was with her nephew and his wife and her family, randomly, and they're Greek. So, and they they was cooking like shit. They were, that shit was that like torch. True. Um, <clears throat> um, and we was. It was just tight because they mixed cultures, you know what I'm saying, with the Greek culture, with the American culture. Like, they, we had, like, Greek sides and besides mac and cheese. Okay. And then um, we had, like, the turkey and shit. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that was cool. And, um, but we were sipping on, I forgot what it's called. It's a mm-hmm. licorice type of uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. And it's Greek, made with grapes um, and licorice. And it should just... This shit was crushing me. Like we, mm-hmm. I was drinking with uh, the nephew's father-in-law, mm-hmm. like the old Greek man in the house. Mm-hmm. And so we was just in the kitchen taking shots, um, talking shit, drinking. I had fun. It was cool though, cause I was just like cooling with the old head in the house. It's just like so I always vibe with the old heads randomly. So mm-hmm. it was cool. And then shorty folks was there, nephew and them was there. We ain't sparking no gas. But it was cool. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed my Thanksgiving. I was also with my lady. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to see her folks in Arizona. 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 Arizona is a very nice place. You should go spend some time there. For Random me. fact, they have the best air quality in America. Y'all did some uh, rock climbing. <laughs> no, not, not, not any of that. Count, count me out. But it was very nice. Um, very lovely family. Just, you know. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy families I enjoy people who want to be with their family during the holidays yeah. and her family, family lovely family and her family wanted to be with each other like it's a big family there's a there's great grandchildren like and I appreciate that like to have like you know so many generations of people who actually want to be like actually around together and yeah. around each other and you know really mean I miss you you know and yeah. people fly, you know people came from Denver and New Mexico like all to see like sort of grandma so you know like wow. that's a beautiful thing and I yeah. you know I'm glad you know be you know have a little part in that it was there it was nice um yeah I'm not the older I get the more I like holidays but there's something weird about holidays too like there's also like a sort of like a I guess a little sort of sadness to this season so it's like wow you know you know you don't want to be the person who dampers anybody else's mood because oh yeah I know. yeah so it's sort of like yeah you know 
Be happy. But you know, yeah. Just like I feel you though. Yeah, like, you when we were talking about Christmas, you was just like, I'm Santa now. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, I feel you. Oh, definitely, I'm Santa. But now. like, yeah, but even though like my Christmases, <laughs> my Christmases were always lit. It's just like it's tight knowing I can make my niece and nephew Christmas lit. Yeah, so that's like, that's the whole that's point. Like, like me being saying is just like, all right, that shit lit though. Exactly. Like yeah. that's the whole point of I think the holidays. Like even mm-hmm. just life in general is about not. I think it's about trying to make people feel better in any type of way you can. Making it bigger than self. But I think when you make people, that could be part, like when, if you really truly like are a good person, making people feel like good about themselves that's like that's what you would want to do right and yeah, I think that becomes part of self like yeah. it's not bigger than who you are it's just like that's who I I like to make people feel good because when I make people feel good I feel good mm-hmm. but that has to be like a genuine feeling it can't yeah. be like no like fake contrived shit like I want to make people feel good so I can you know put it on Instagram okay, I want my taxes you know exactly I want to exactly like it can't it genuinely has to be I want to be like yo that's 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 what would make me feel good if I knew that yo, that person getting this or that person having this mm-hmm. will make their life better, mm-hmm. and like that's why I low key I will fuck I fuck with anybody who really wants to do some shit like that. Like if you can if you ever want to get real like money out of me, ask me to uh, donate to a cause, because like if I know like anybody who sort of did like uh, Thanksgiving sort of drive or fun. I try to put money behind that or like time or whatever, you know, like we did the kickball, Tati did her shit, mm-hmm. try to, you know, donate to, like, it's just little shit like that because it's feel like, yo, that's legitimately wanting to help people. Like, yo, getting a meal on a day where everybody, uh, you know, quote unquote in the country is eating and you not eating, how fucked up would that be to you? Just like your mental, just to know that you can't even get a, a meal mm-hmm. on this one day when the whole sort of country is getting a meal. So, like, when people do shit like that, that should make me feel good because it lets me know that, like, yo, Niggas you, care. you genuinely care about more than just, like, what you got going on. And my thing is that, like, not all of us need to be the one who makes the meal or sets it up. Mm-hmm. But if someone is doing it and you genuinely believe in them, help them. Like, none of this shit gets done by itself. Like, nobody just wakes up one day and like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I can help all these people. Like, no, people have to... And that's what I meant by making it bigger than self. Oh, yeah, okay. Because it's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you go into, like, a like I want to do this, but it's just like, you're not even doing it for you, for real. Like, you it, go into it and just like, yeah, I'm doing this for me, or I want to do this, but it's just like, no, I mean, you're doing it for the people that... Who truly need it. Yeah, like, yeah. you're actually helping type shit. Like, yeah, you're doing right. a good deed. And it's just like, you're literally just... The service, and that's my thing. Like, so when people do that shit, I'm more inclined to be like, "Hey, you got that? Like, you know the permit you need. You know who to contact. Mm-hmm. Like, how you gonna? I love people when people are like, oh yeah, just give them meals or like, or you know, when people. I saw like a story of like um, police officers like throwing away food for homeless people and somebody was like well you don't know how the food is cooked it's like well are you ever gonna do anything to feed homeless people and I'm not saying like negate you go eat fast food every day yeah but I'm not even saying negate the rules and like the laws of like health but I'm saying like if someone is actively making an effort to feed I don't think they're trying to feed them like 
shitty. You know, like in my opinion, like no, why no, would you no. go through this whole effort to feed people these just to like, just to give them yeah, give them shitty food? Like maybe that's me believing too much in humanity, but it seems like a very backwards hustling. <laughs> that could be just me. That's a fact. But I, yeah, I, I really feel as though. Knowing knowing who you are and what you can do is very important because we all can't do everything, but we can all sort of help. Mm. Like just because we all can't do everything, we can all truly, genuinely help and make things better if we really wanted to. But that's only if we really wanted to. Mm. Mm. We have to be genuine about this shit too. I think we just got to be honest. Like genuine. Sometimes. I mean, I guess that's the same thing. But sometimes I think people, like, sometimes people have ulterior motives. Like, if you have an, if you want like people to like know that you're a good person, well, all right, do that. Don't be like, I don't think, don't be holier than now. Like, I don't think people who want people to just know they're good people can, good person can still donate. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying like don't do it. If you want to put your name out there, if you want everyone to know that you gave a million dollars to this people, well, shit, let it be known that hey, man. I may not really care, but listen, I did donate. And that's good. Like, I just think people have to sort of be, I guess I guess you're right, genuine in their in all their intentions. Mm-hmm. Because once you start doing good, like the the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people in their means of doing good or wanting to do good end up fucking over a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think a lot of white people sometimes mean to do the things they do. Clinton but, Haiti. I mean, just <clears throat> democracy, colonial. Like, I honestly, I mean, not colonialism, because I'm sure these fucked up people knew what they were doing with that. But the idea, a lot of these things, is like even missionaries to a certain extent, like a lot of them, I oh, think, yeah, in their late, hearts. That latest story was wild. But my thing about it is that he, I don't think he, I think him was seeking attention, because they said he had went there before, and they said he had got shot at, or something like that. Or like he had... I heard really, he got arrested. You know, like, at him trying... My thing about a lot of times, there's people who think that they're, like, immune from getting clapped because they are a certain type of person or a certain type of... Or they come from a certain type of people. Mm. And it's like, life doesn't work like that. If it's, if it's your time to go, it's your time to go. That's just how it's going to work. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's how it has to work. <laughs> but outside of that, um, yeah, you... I think, like, the idea that you have good intentions... That could be cool, but just because you have good intentions don't mean that bad shit can't happen. Like, mm-hmm. we talked about the charter schools. Like, the intentions are good. Like, yes, you know, a different place where, you know, you're not maybe bound by, like, correcting all that shit. But, you know, there's a lot of things going on in those schools that aren't advantageous. And there's mm-hmm. a reason why. Like, we cannot ignore those effects because somebody's doing something good. That's a fact. And that's the problem, I think, with the way we live. We try to ignore people bad results because they had good intentions mm. and I don't think that's a I don't think that's a no I don't think that's noble or a I don't, fair assessment yeah I don't yeah I just don't think that's a like I don't think that you should be like alright well yeah you you didn't mean to hurt this person so because that we should feel any you know like you hurt this person whether whether you meant to or not this person has been hurt that needs to be accounted for mm. Or at least acknowledge. That's my thing. Like, if you acknowledge it and you just like, I don't give a fuck. Well, hey, that's that's what you've decided, and then we can deal with that accordingly. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of non sort of acknowledgement, acknowledgement, and we're letting people slide because they're we quote unquote have de- deemed them good people, while doing the opposite for people. So other people who we have deemed bad people, 
do not get this re- redeemable quality. And I'm just not with that. I'm like, yo, there's a lot of evil people who get to walk around here. Chilling. Because of quote unquote perception of being good. Mm-hmm. being Or being nice. Not even good. Being nice. That's my biggest issue. This is not nice. What the fuck is being nice? Nice doesn't do anything but get people killed. That's a perception. Nice. Not all nice does is get people killed. Because you might think that nigga nice. I don't think that nigga's nice. <laughs> Yo, mm-hmm. being nice is a is a is a nice way of saying <laughs> you I don't mean, you don't gotta be on those sides. Like yeah. people who are nice are people who don't who a lot of times there's no sort of. They don't really have any. They're not really. They don't move the needle much. They don't. They're not really bold into anything. Mm. They're not really here. They're just like, hey, I'm flowing with the wind. And now, and while that shit sounds good, a lot of times, and mm-hmm. matters of a lot of times, life and death. Because this is what I hate to break. Once again, I hate to break it to y'all. This is what we're living. Uh, every every sort of decision we make is sort of a life and death decision and these matters of life and death you need to be on a stance or something like that's why when people say they don't care about politics it's interesting because when they say that what they mean is they don't care about talking about stuff that makes them uncomfortable Mm -hmm. if you tell them something that would benefit them or any way of their life of living I bet you they care about politics now. Mm-hmm. There's so, a lot of things we talk about with people that has to relate to politics. Exactly. But same people also say that they, they don't, don't like talk. And yeah. my thing about it is that as soon as shit sort of pertains to your way of living, now you care. Mm-hmm. My thing about politics is that it's a sham. Right. <laughs> at, at its core, like... It's a popularity at, contest, too. That, too, but the way we do it. Like, if we do democracy, like... Sort of like math, for example, mathematics has sort of principles. Mm-hmm. So there's like algebra, algebraic principles, geometry principles, whatever. People follow those and then act accordingly. So you can't say X plus Y equals what it equals. You can't just say, all right, well, X plus Y equals this now. Mm-hmm. No, X plus Y equals MX, da da da. It's not X plus Y equals Z, Z, Z. That's just, <laughs> you don't just decide that. Like, there are principles and we follow those formulas and go through and through. Politics in principle should have those things. Like mm-hmm. democracy should be this and that and that and it should be followed through like this and that and that. And for me, people literally know what the principles are of these things. But completely ignore them. And completely negate them. <laughs> for, don't even care and don't then give a fuck. and then sit up here and then tell me, hey, but listen to me on the basis of morality mm. and these same principles. And I'm like, the older I get, the more it's like, I cannot be, I cannot know what I know in good faith and earnest and let you lie to my face and then still be like, listen, the lady in uh, Georgia who lost the governorship, she would Stacey not, Stacey Abrams. Abrams, she would not concede. And you know why she would not concede? Because she says that the election was rigged. Yeah. When I said this, that was her whole point of running. <laughs> that was literally her whole stance of running. Literally, a woman ran while telling you it is corrupt. The guy who, the, how is the guy who's overseeing this election, the ballots and everything, also the guy running? It's, mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It, it's not fair. And everybody is like, vote, 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 vote. And I'm like, listen, I, I get what you're saying, but... Look at what she's saying. Like, it doesn't matter. Even if she wins, she went, this she's, nigga can she's still She's trying to tell you that, like, she cannot win because this situation is rigged. And you guys are saying, but vote, vote, vote. Mm-hmm. We're, t- we're telling you people are being disenfranchised. Not, but vote, vote, vote. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
that's I, I hear like I honestly I hear, hear you. you. I understand what you're I saying, but you're not understanding you're not that dead. fundamentally, literally, the powers that be. <laughs> but not even that. But fundamentally, you're going against what you what you believe. Like this this democracy you speak of is not supposed to work like that. It's supposed to work where just one vote should be cast, and that should be it. That you shouldn't need people to intervene just so that people who don't look like other people can like that is called illegal. That is called voter tampering. That's called voter. That's called all these different things. And you guys aren't even able to look at that because you want to keep banging this ideology of vote, vote, vote. And I'm like, yes, important. I agree, but at the moment, it's, at the it's, moment, it's irrelevant. This is even like a grandma who wants to vote in Georgia. It did not matter because they were not allowing her to vote. She can't sit at a poll for three hours. People are like, why don't you just wait? Well, she's 80 years old. Are you going to let all the older people go get in front of the line and vote? Mm -hmm. And that's what I hate about community. People love to say, just do this, just do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. Are you going to allow every older person or every person who has a job and is going to get fired if they're not at their job on time to vote before you? Oh, why don't they wake up early? See... And then we then we put past the buck to the person and make excuses and tell people that you you're making excuses. I read this other like, op- niggas niggas on my like people's people that say they was waiting at the polling jump since eight thirty. They Bro, said they ain't have enough vote. They ain't have no vote. How do you have one? How do you have one one voting booth in some of these precincts places? Like this is what I'm saying. All this shit is a sham. We got fifteen hundred ballots, but you got. 3,500 people that's registered to vote at this one voting post. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't, and that's what I'm saying. When you, and I think a lot of times when you actually have <clears throat> these conversations, people, no one wants to have it because it, it forces people to realize that, like, a lot of this shit we live is a sham. It is decided by, it is decided by the 1% all in all. And while there were, there were great strides in Congress, the youngest, I think, woman was voted in. There was a must. There was multiple, you know, women of color, two Muslim um, women, one women of child. ethnicities, uh, religious backgrounds, all that different. Um, women of diversity, color, women of color, and different uh, backgrounds. Yeah. All, all that is. No, I'm talking about just different parties winning, like blue states winning in red states, and they women yeah, and all, shit like all that. Of that. All that, you know, a democratic wave. All that is good. It still doesn't attest to the fact that shit still needs to be changed. That people like Ricky Rubio still won. Um, we still have a contesting in, I guess, Florida and in Georgia. Like, certain things are fun. While things are changing, certain things are fundamentally saying the same. So it's like. Things yes, that you think would be, be coming to life. Like, you would think that, like, a dude who. A dude who has sort of a Mexican background calling disparaging Mexicans would. Make it so that people wouldn't vote for him, but Ted Cruz is still getting votes. Women would, women are still voting for Ted Cruz after Ted Cruz, you know, said that he doesn't want them to be able to have basic control of their body. So it's just like it's hard to fully be all in on a lot of this shit when you can see so much of the corruption. But I don't, I don't fault anybody for it. I always like to make this clear because. There's no way any of it's going to change unless there's truly people who care. Like, there has to be people who care and have to be willing to die. I hate to, once again, I hate to get to the morbid, but, like, only thing, only way things change is when people die. Like, revolution is the only thing that people understand, and revolution only comes through death. Like, I hate to break it to you guys. You know why we care so much about drunk drivers? It's because in the early 80s in Indiana, 
a mother stood outside with a sign for I think like twenty eight straight days about her um her son being killed, and then that's how you had like the mothers against drunk drivers. Mm. People only care in a lot of times through the means of death. Wow. Sad but true. Sad but true. Didn't warn anyone. But yeah, Charles is right. You know? And that's probably why people, like, black people don't give a fuck no more. Like, our black leaders don't die no more. Like, they just let them niggas live. Nigga Kaepernick hasn't gotten snuffed yet. (laughs) D-Ray hasn't gotten snuffed yet. Like... I'm just saying, bro. Tripping. Like, what? If this was, like, the 90s and all that, like, even I'm saying, come on, son. Niggas talking about they killed our rappers. Like, Biggie and Tupac, niggas talking about they killed them. Like, FBI killed Bob Marley. Like, they said there was a case on that. Like, they, they said there was a case on that. So it was just like, hey, man. Hey, Charles, I brought up a theory while you were gone. All right, talk to me. Is that why blood, the black community is falling behind? Because uh, our leaders haven't died anymore? So that we just stop caring about certain shit? Oh, uh, maybe that's a point through, like, revolution. Yeah. Because I think about, like, um, think about hip-hop. Like, Biggie and, and Tupac were basically martyrs, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we sort of, like, for a long time try to, at least I think as a community, try to be like, you know, let's not be violent, let's not, like, let's love, let's da-da-da. And ever since then, like, people have died, like, there's been big rappers who have sort of passed, but not sort of in sort of like... A rap beef way? Well, in a sort of, like, that East Coast West Coast just violence at its core, like, yo, we're trying to kill you, you're trying to kill us. Mm -hmm. And that made people realize that, like, you know, black on black violence, you know, all that type of shit, that sort of became conversation talk, you know, easy to people to latch on to. I think that, like, once that shit died that you know, everyone was like, yo, we need to come together. Uh, no one of that stature, no one of that has got that who has been that big has died in that same way. So those conversations don't come about. When Bankroll Fresh gets killed in like a gun shootout, like it's just like, oh yeah, that's just street rappers. You know, it's not like mainstream culture shifting icons. Even Dope B, I was gonna bring him up. Actually. You know, like there's so like there's so many rappers who you can think of. Rest in peace to all these guys who have been killed in a way that I think if people sort of saw them as bigger rappers, you're right, we would have more conversations about, man, why is there so much violence in this Why is this? But when it becomes like... But I was I was talking about Kaepernick when I was specifically... I, was, I brought up Kaepernick and D-Ray. Because, like, they they almost on the political front. And it's just like... But my thing about it is that political and activism are kind of two separate things because you could want for better of people and not be political like there's there's people who truly like want to help people and stay out of the political realm of it they truly just want these two niggas are political and and I and I agree to that but my thing is that my thing is that it's hard to say that like people would care because I don't think we've also decided on a leader Mm. Because I think back then, 
once again, as a guy who wasn't there, I can't tell. I think orally, people like Martin, people like Malcolm, people like Medgar, they were able to to come out. Medgar well, Evers and Martin Luther King was like men. But no, but they were young men too. It's not like that's what that's the thing that people I think don't give enough, enough credit for. Like, I mean, Martin we, died at like what forty. Mega died at thirty four. I think exactly. Malcolm died at four, like forty five. Like none of these dudes are like fifty. These guys died before a generation. To be perfectly honest, they started their work in their twenties. Like they were orators throughout all that, mm-hmm. and I think. A lot of times, revolution, as it is a game of death, like Huey Newton, like, young dude, like, you have to be, a, this is a young man's game. The Say old men, old men who survived this game. We can take a younger, Charles Hampton. Fred Hampton, I'm sorry. Young, young men, um. Because he was, what, 21? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. But, you know, young men who, um, old men who lived through the game, they lived through it through, I would say, bureaucracy. Through diplomacy, yeah, like they don't. A lot of times they stay here because that's why we dislike Al Sharpton. They're a lot wiser intact. Revolution a lot of times comes with brute force, and it comes with mistakes. It comes with people jumping off the edge, and then having other people clean up and say, "Hey, this is that." But if you don't have anybody who, like, if you don't have anybody to force the needle, then how do people even care? Like. 1992 race riots Yeah that shit only That shit only forces the needle if Niggas are like yo we are fed the fuck up Like this is this is too much There has to be some sort of Tipping point and Once again it takes like How old was Rodney King when he got beat I don't know He was young though Couldn't be no older than like 30 something mm. That's what I'm saying like I think he was 30 This is relatively young once again, young man's sport. Like young men have to be, a lot of times. I ain't want no revolutionary. But the, but the thing about a the thing about it is that a lot of times people who once they, they don't they don't claim to be they you just, just you just, just happen. You, you get caught get up in the beat. moment. Yeah. Well, I keep stepping off. Someone must be here. He has her keys. <laughs> King, while yes, he was not no revolutionary. A lot of times, people, yo, you get, yeah, yo, you get, you get caught into the line of shit. Like mm-hmm. no one asked to be part of history, but yo, now you, you think Rodney King was the only motherfucker who got beat like that? Mega was Some, 30, 38, 10 days after his birthday. Come on, bro, young man. And the thing about it is that they got too, they started young, and then they got too much of a following. And a lot of times now we're like, yo, dudes, 
Biggie, 25. Tupac, 26. Like, yo, when people really get followings and people become big, yo, That's people... That's wild to think about. Nigga, it was 26, 25. <laughs> but that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, And it's like, I don't I don't think, like, people were trying to kill them and some like, yo, because the niggas had people, you know, no Illuminati, you know, revolutionary stuff. But I think it's like, yo, when a dude is so... has so... can get so many people to listen to his words and listen to how he thinks and shit. Yo, people want to take that out and people want to take out what that represents. Like Biggie, Biggie and Tupac represented things. Yeah. Whether people, whether people, you know, understood that at the time. No, I did ask, listen, I was talking to a head at work about rap and he was just like, y'all the young niggas don't listen to nobody and make y'all want to go look up words and think. He was like, I was listening to Biggie. He was like, he really made my dumb ass like have to think. He was like, I ain't know what the fuck he was talking about sometimes when he was telling stories and saying certain words. But yeah, that's the thing. I think about, I think the only thing about hip hop I would say is that people don't tell stories. Yeah. And I think that's like, at least for me, you know, I've been doing this reading thing mm-hmm. a lot more lately. And the the latest one, The Bluest Eye mm-hmm. by Toni Morrison, it's like when you read the book and you read like a story of a time and a life period, it's like, damn. That's how people was living back then. And I think that's what hip-hop, had done. for a long time, that's how niggas... Like, if you listen to some shit from 93, 94, you like, damn, that's how niggas was living back. I don't think people listen to music now and they be like, damn, that's how y'all niggas living now. Mm-hmm. Like, if, when niggas listen to our shit, are they gonna be like, oh, yeah, y'all niggas just had patiques and, like... Fucking and, and all y'all bitches was fucking y'all was just yeah, fucking everybody, everybody else's, else's bitches. bitches. Like damn, that's fucking, how y'all was and fucking the same bitches too. Like damn, that's how y'all niggas was really living. Yeah. Like and I mean, my thing is like even J- Jigga. Like when you listen to shit from Reasonable Doubt, when you listen to shit from Volume One, like when you listen to early Blueprint shit, it's all it's all. It's, it's all storytelling that allows you to sort of keep the time, keep keep an idea of that time. You know, give give it, give it, you know, give it context, give this shit meaning. Like, yo, that's, oh, that's why y'all niggas wore what y'all wore? Like, even when Biggie and them talk about money in the early night, it's like, oh, y'all niggas were trying to do it like that because this is what it was. Like, niggas don't even talk about why they get money the way they get money now. They're just like, yeah, we got all this money. Like, niggas, niggas, like, yo, my mom, my mom was living in a fucking, like, that's why. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you know, like, I guess sometimes, you know, Drake and the countries of the world do it, but it's, like, very seldom and very far and few, so. And their stories don't be as good as the niggas we think we could tell the story better. And also, I think there's just so much music that there's probably somebody, there's probably people listening, like, you should listen to this person. He tells crazy stories. But I'm talking from a masses point, like, a mainstream point. Like, that's the thing about hip-hop. I think it's Drake become... And, Drake and Kendrick are stamp great storytellers. Yeah, I think it's become so, like, poppy that... I can stand that the songs that they... The songs I like of those two niggas. Are um, sort of storytellers. Yeah, 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 and I think the thing about hip-hop has become sort of poppy that the storyteller aspect, while important, isn't important to the people who sort of make it... Who make, the, who make it... If you who listen make to, it shit. If you listen to Trouble, 
if anybody out there that are listeners, if you don't listen to Trouble, I think you would like him. He's a storyteller. I've been rapper. listening to the Anderson Pack. I've been listening to the Buddy. The I, shit that I had in the Anderson car. Anderson Pack is a piece yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean, I listened to what's some called? Some coworkers told me listen to his shit. I listened to that shit. It was good. I listened to Buddy. Uh, that shit was good. I got yeah. hip to Anderson Pack working one of the broccoli facts. Oh yeah, he jumps, was. Yeah. And he was crushing them. No people. name, no name. Like I think, I think there's people. Even Dom Kennedy. Like, is he African? I don't know, but she makes good music. I like this shit. Um, I think there's definitely people who make that type of music, but you definitely have to. It's yeah, like I a, go look for. Yeah, you gotta, and that's the thing about music now. I think it's so much music out there that people sometimes honestly don't want to go look for it, mm-hmm. and I can't even be mad at them because the new Nipsey Jonas story too. What? what? The Nipsey Victor Victor that, yeah, that's a story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's the thing. I, I don't get mad at people sometimes because. Yo, music should be first of all, music should be consumed organically, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So my thing is like the best way I like hearing about music is someone being like, "Oh shit, you should listen to this. I think you would like this," or me literally. You know, you got me hit the juice world. You know, just like or me playing something or hearing something and being like, "Oh, I like this." What is this? And then finding it and, you know, enjoying it. Because I think that's how you should do music. Once you do music in a sort of, like, manufactured, sort of... Um, forced way. Forced way, it takes away from... I think that's why I might not like Drake and Kendrick. Because a lot of niggas force that upon me. Yeah, it takes away, I think, from the experience. Yeah, and, yeah, I t- yeah. and I think it takes away from you truly enjoying the music. That's a fact. Because when I'm actually, like, not forced to listen to Drake or Kendrick, and I'm just in the house, and I'm just like, I don't feel like listening to the hood riches and the gunners and the troubles of the world. You know what I'm saying? I might venture off to the Kendrick album and hit play from top to bottom, no shuffles, you dig? I respect it. At least you're, at least you're willing to share that here. That's good. Oh, no, That's nigga. Good. I feel like if you pay attention to my Twitter between the hours of... Between <laughs> the hours. Nah, dead ass. Between the hours of like 15 a.m. Nah, like, I lied. Like 12.40 facts. I get off of work about that time. I'm, working, I'm listening to music, rolling up and shit. Mm-hmm. Until like I go to sleep, damn it. Mm-hmm. You gonna get some random shit. Because I share my music around that time of night and it's just like, oh yeah. Like, I just put my phone on shuffle and let it go. And mm-hmm. like, damn, I ain't even no mook was listening to that. Okay, so um, by the time this episode comes out, it should be someone's birthday. Me and him. Not you, nigga. Soundman okay. shall be having a birthday, so before we leave here, we shall say happy birthday to Soundman. Happy birthday to our bro. Happy birthday, good man. Very integral part of this thing. You guys would not get half the shit you guys got if it wasn't for this man. Shit. Niggas vicious on that 75%, maybe even 95%. This man makes a lot of shit happen here. Yeah, and we really want to say happy birthday to him for doing great things. He's going to bring you another episode soon, so just Indeed. know I know some of y'all been waiting to hear his voice again. It will be coming. He will be coming to tell you and guys. They know he drunk at the early morning. Eleven o'clock drunkenness is going for y'all. But once again, I want y'all to, I want y'all to say it with me. Happy birthday, Soundman! Like I said, you guys will see us later. Appreciate it. baby. We love you guys. We're gonna see him in my. Gonna see you in uh, Miami soon. 
Um, we got a lot of more things coming from y'all. should just travel to Miami. Y'all should come to Miami, bro. I'm trying to get everybody come through the crib. We got we got the the spot pop, man. I'm not giving y'all all the details on that, but just know the spot is there. You guys can come through and have a good time with us. We it should be lit, you guys. Um, what else do I gotta tell y'all? Man, cop a hoodie, cop, cop a hat, cop, cop some, a shirt, cop something. Fuck. If not, just you know, support. Listen to the podcast, Same. subscribe, tell a. If you don't like it, tell a friend of a friend. You Same. know, if you want, if you know somebody that might want, that's an entrepreneur and is doing something, tell them pull up. You know, you know just, what I'm saying? Because we have the best podcast. Just see, I was we were so good. Like we had talked about not throwing shade no more, but. He's still a shady motherfucker. You can I'm still a PG nigga. What you want me to do? It's just like, you know. Good. You know. You but, be specific. but yeah. <laughs> That's why it's shade. <laughs> but uh, you know, hey. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to us. Shout out to life. Much love. And stay blessed, man. Stay blessed. And stay black too. If you're not black, don't don't go to black. Have you seen people been changing their skin colors? And, and you know tanning crazy or being on Instagram I want to know is Black China bleaching or is she just selling bleach I think I she's see, just selling bleach I can see why niggas are beefing there first of all I, feel I can her, see why niggas beefing for niggas both been reasons selling, uh, niggas been selling bleach in that, those but countries but you're not for, bleaching so what you selling bleach for Hey, you guys, I thought we were ending the episode and I didn't want to talk about people bleaching because that's out of my pay grade. You so. Come on, cuz. That's out of my they pay grade. They was in your time. Come on, Sam. They was a country away, Jack. Like. Yeah, I know the bleaching product, so don't bleach. It's not good for your skin. You're beautiful however you are. Amen, Charles. Trust me. Talk to them people. Black is beautiful. He like them light-skinned, though. Wow. <laughs> the shade. I'm not even going to say that because anything I say puts me in a bad predicament. See, that's the thing. When someone doesn't put you in a corner, it's like, wow. So if I say, see, this is how it goes. If I be like, what you mean? I know. It's like, well, you don't know your girlfriend. What do you mean? I never said that. You just said. I would never say that to you, though. No, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you the back and forth that comes when you've been putting me in a corner. But I'm just saying, all women are beautiful. Hey, it was a bad thing. All women are it was just it's some bad shout beautiful. out to the good man Jake all women are beautiful and I love all the black queens amen in all shades they come in yes Charles yes good clean up boy see you guys next time I got the fight of a lion that feed my passion for writing but hold up I know I've done some things that I ain't supposed to